All right, so do you guys like chicken wings? I, I love them. Yes. I'm not going to look at you too hard because you're black and that's going to come off as racist, but nobody knows that. But I said it, so now they, they know. They know now. <laughs> you made it racist. <laughs> <laughs> Lemon pepper chicken wings brought me back from vegetarianism. Yes. Lemon pepper is my shit, too. Lemon man. pepper is amazing. Okay. Yo. No, lemon pepper. You were the first interview that's been lemon pepper. Thank you so much. Yo, look, I'm a Staten Island boy. I'm a fucking traitor to fuck Buffalo Wings. <laughs> fucking <laughs> lemon pepper is where it's at. I'm, I, I, I love Atlanta, but what? What do you got? Uh, the rent's cheaper than New York, and they got lemon pepper wings. And sure, they got it up, up north now, but like, it's not the same. It's not the same. No. No. Chicken wings are a cult in uh, Welcome to the show. This is babbling and dabbling. You already know we are podcast. Yeah, we babbling and dabbling. Podcast. Yeah, we babbling and dabbling. Babbling and dabbling. Babbling and dabbling. Uh. Uh, welcome to the show. This is babbling and dabbling. You already know we are podcast. Yeah, we babbling and dabbling. Podcast. Yeah, we babbling and dabbling. Babbling and dabbling. Babbling and dabbling. Uh. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Babbling and Dabbling. This is a special episode. It will be released with another episode, which we have not done before. But we got to get this shit the fuck out. Anyway, as always, I'm your host, Camden Hill. I'm joined by my co host, Scott Barnhart. And today we are joined by two special guests, Patrick Cunningham and Alfred Ward. Hello, everyone. Pleased to be a pleasure to be here. Nice to meet you guys. Hello. Hey. All right. Before we get too deep into it, as always, you can follow us along on Instagram and Twitter at Babbling Dabbling, uh, Facebook.com slash Babbling Dabbling. That's B-A-B-B-L-I-N, D-A-B-B-L-I-N. Uh, if you want to follow me personally, my Instagram and Twitter are both at DFlamingo187. Scott, give them your shit. Uh, if you guys want to keep up with my music, you can follow me on uh, SoundCloud.com slash HazardWave, spelled H-A-Z-A-R-D-W-A-V-E, and all my links to my other social medias are on there, and I have a collaboration with Plagues coming out on October 25th on a uh, collaboration album on El Cuco Recording, so check that out. Dope. Sick. You guys want more followers that you might get from this, but might not? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> sure, yeah. Um, uh... <laughs> What do you got? My Twitter is whack, so follow me on Instagram at uh, D.L. Hughley Lewis. Um, on Instagram, Patrick Cunningham. On Facebook, I have my official page. I have uh, also a company I run called Road Rooms, which links touring entertainers uh, that are out on the road up with hotels. Um, so that's, Much needed. That's handy dandy. <laughs> uh, and then, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I run a showcase called Clockwork Comedy that'll be Coming here soon. I just saw really... those posts. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Oh, I'm all cryptic I'm and shit out. right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting there. Dope. Mr. Ward, where can oh, they find you? Yeah. You can just uh Google Alfred Ward. I'm I'm not hiding. Uh you'll find my dot com, Alfred Ward, my Instagram, Alfred Ward, my Facebook, Alfred Ward, my Twitter, <laughs> Alfred underscore 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 ward. <laughs> there we go. All right. And um you'll be able to find Everything there. So, hey, hey, follow me. Get on that, people. Dope. Mm-hmm. So, um, what we like to do is let you guys just kind of tell us what you think is important information about yourself so far. Just start in with that, and then we'll get into questions afterwards. Uh, sure. Yeah. Well, I'm, uh, let's see, first and foremost, I'm a stand-up comic, uh, originally from Staten Island, New York. Uh, I was in the Army for seven years. Uh, I got out of that, and... Uh, Cut my teeth in comedy in Huntsville, Alabama. I've toured all over the country. I've been doing it around eight years. 
Um, and I have most recently, and I think probably the most relevant for all of this is, uh, I have recently been charged with, uh, one third of the duty of, uh, of booking, uh, booking talent at the, uh, comedy corner cafe in right here in Macon. Beautiful Macon, Georgia. That's Beautiful how we got to, that's how we got to pitch it. Amazing Macon. <laughs> all right, Patrick. No, shit. You just answered Alfred. <laughs> Let's know about you a little bit. What a great start. Oh. Yeah, we suck. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, stuff. Stuff. <laughs> I do. I do stand up. Uh, improv. Filmmaker. Author. Um, a, a lot of people have been calling me like a real person lately. Like, oh, you're a real person. I'm like, oh yeah. I'm False. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I kind of got an AI vibe from you, but you know, I don't know. I guess right, I was wrong. Right. Well, you know, I have a hard problem trying to figure out if people are real or NPCs myself. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's really good. But uh, but yeah, I just I enjoy doing creative stuff. I've known Patrick for about eight years, almost the entire time I've been doing stand up consistently as well as uh, my first time was in Atlanta at the punchline at an open mic, then had to move back to Alabama. Now I'm back in Atlanta. It's uh, it's really great. Um, I've Pretty much, pretty much, I'm a I'm an underground guy, up and down oh, the okay. Gulf Coast. You can catch me anywhere from Louisiana to Florida. You can catch me all the way up to you know Mississippi, just basically the South. I'm a Southern guy as far as making films, doing stand up. You know, just born and bred. Hell yeah, nice. All right, so. We're going to just jump right into this. I know time is Hit not it. our friend right now. Time is of the essence. <laughs> time is a construct, but whatever. <laughs> uh, so this can, all questions can be for both of you if you uh, have a, something you want to answer it with. Um, so what Let are your, all powers combined. <laughs> <laughs> tag team the questions. So what are your feelings about the current state of comedy? Um, I think <laughs> that's a oof. That's a deep. Yeah, yeah. some light questions. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Let's go right into it. Let's go right into yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, we... um, honestly, I, I, I think uh, there's a lot more people taking the plunge now, and because of that, people have become a lot more discerning. And then people, of course, everyone thinks they have an answer to the the a, a unanswerable question, which is just ridiculous which is like what is appropriate and what isn't appropriate in comedy and uh and you get the people on both sides where it's ridiculous where everything offends me and that's stupid and then you get the oh pc culture is killing comedy guys it's like no write better jokes man. i saw your like, post about yeah. that earlier <laughs> dude man and i'm not gonna name names but jesus some people woo <laughs> If it's funny and it's mindful, it's appropriate. Yeah, I mean, yeah. dude, absolutely. I, I feel like any, if done well, there's almost no boundaries. Yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, if you're a white person, don't say the N word. And, and, <laughs> yeah. and basically don't use slurs because that's just a shitty thing to do. Mm -hmm. But other than that, like, I don't see the fucking problem. And, but like at the same time. People need to, I think, in my opinion, the thing that people are arguing right now is you have the whole, again, the PC culture argument, but I feel like that could be summed up at, like, just the idea of, like, just, are you doing this for you or are you doing this for the audience? Yeah. And ultimately, 
if you're doing this for you and not for the audience, like if at the end of the day, your set's for you, then you shouldn't be doing comedy. And that's like not me being like sensory or stupid or bad, but like it's it's like that is just like narcissism to the nth degree. Like that's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And so you should be doing comedy. And if you're not getting laughs, it's never them. It's always you. Dude, that's, <laughs> I hate hearing people blame the crowd. I'm Because I'm always like, I'm, I, I'll, I'll let myself go there, but then I'm like, nah. I mean, if I was just doing better, I, I could I could get the laughs out of them. So. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Man, I I look okay. About I'm at a point right now in my career, and I think probably Alfred's probably about uh, at this point too. But like, what do you bomb like once a year? I couldn't tell you. But probably like on average, about once a year, we have like a weird set because about once a year on average at this point, I'll just have like one super shitty set. But when it happens, I've actually learned to be like, oh, man, I had my shitty set this year. Yeah. Got that oh, out good for another year. Yeah, I'm good for that. <laughs> my last one was in Fort Walton Beach, Florida. It was at a punk rock show, which is which hurt my feelings because yeah. I come from punk rock. And so when I like just there was just a whole bunch of punks and metalheads that just did not give a flying fuck what I was saying. And I was just like. I got meta with it. I was like, really? Nothing, none of this? You don't like any of it? <laughs> All right. Well, here comes Popper's Grave. These guys are going to yeah. be excellent. And also, <laughs> shout out to Popper's Grave. Uh, nice. Yeah, right? <laughs> got bubs on the show. Oh, also, I didn't mention this. I'm a member of a, a, a group of ne'er-do-well comedians called the Deadbeats of Comedy. And we're from all over the place. And one of those guys is Bubs Harris, who is also in a band called Popper's Grave. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Alfred. How do you feel, Alfred? I love it. Uh, I I I really enjoy it. I I like the uh, I like the dynamic. I think so much now is uh, born from the fact that we have so many more connections with social media and whatnot. So people are able to interact more. People are able to voice their opinions more, and I think it's great. You know, uh, I recently had a conversation with somebody, and they were talking about the the more PC culture of of how you know like. How how is the dynamic of stand up being viewed now inside of our culture? And I'm like, one, stand up started in our culture. Yeah, <laughs> stand up yeah. is a part of our culture, and stand up has never been a comfortable child of our culture. Like yeah. stand up comedians used to get fucking arrested yeah. <laughs> just for using four letter words on stage. So you know, um, it, it's this stand up maybe seen a little bit divisive. Maybe it's reflection of our culture as opposed to something that we should destroy. It is that when you, it's like you have a therapist, you know, you talk to the therapist, you're going to say things to your therapist that you don't want to say to your mom and dad, but yeah. the comedian's also going to get up there and it puts you in front of somebody else's opinion, somebody else's point of view. And quite often what it does is if you enjoy it, if you take it in instead of like transfer your insecurities onto some other person, you can hear that they're either working something out or the punchline in the end is not what you thought it was when you jumped to conclusions. Yeah. So the, a stand-up artist is, a, I, I, this was my favorite part about it, uh, the conclusion I reached recently was that uh, stand-up comedy is going through a maturation that hip-hop went through in the 90s and 2000s that everybody thought you actually had to have a rap sheet to be a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It's like, no, he didn't actually kill 80 people with an AK last week. <laughs> and that dude, that dude actually probably doesn't hate women that much, you know. <laughs> but he's working through it, you know. It's like wait until his 10th album drops. He's going to have kids by the end. Let's watch him grow, you know. Uh, 
but that's that's pretty much how I feel about it in a nutshell. You know, it's just um, it is a it is a it is an art form. You know, in its most purest essence, it's one person. There's no band. There's no backup. It's you and your material. And you do want to be a selfie. Like you say, nobody's getting no that. It's just like, ugh, I hope everybody hates me. You yeah. know, I mean, but that person will never make it past open mic anyway. Because <laughs> <laughs> we have a filter system, people. <laughs> Stop well, being gotta... a gatekeeper. <laughs> I, I want to get back on the uh, the once a year bombings. Uh, one of my favorite questions to ask people on here is uh, what you're like. We, we talked to some musicians and you know, com- comedians and stuff. And what's the worst bombing or set or anything like that you know and there's always some great answers it's always funny oh yeah uh no no the pauper's grave show was not the worst the worst and alfred uh will will appreciate this as well was at a place uh that no longer exists in a in huntsville alabama called the green room on jordan lane oh yeah oh yeah and um one thing that 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 is weird, like to people who don't understand comedy, this is going to sound odd, but there are different kinds of rooms and there are. I mean, like without being shitty, it's just there's there's urban rooms and there's, you know, there's punk rock rooms and then there's weird hipster theater shows like it's just different demographics. This was my second time I was ever doing comedy so like it almost shouldn't count but like still it was your second show my second time ever on a mic doing comedy and i decided i was like man i'm from staten island i was in the fucking army i'll be fine man i'm down as fuck and i got over there and it was just they didn't want anything i had but it, it wasn't even that it was that bad i just got and I'm again, it's I'm not blaming the audience and I'm not really blaming the people who set me up, but this is what I was up against. Yeah. I, I had what I thought was five minutes, which I really didn't. Okay. And that's that's a you know open mic bullshit, but like I had five minutes. And then the guy who went on before me, uh and this was an open mic gig. This was an open mic, but they the cool thing about urban rooms is that they treat open mics like a fucking show. Okay. Like they 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 like, hey, what do you want as your walk up music? I'm like, it's an dude. I when I the first time I did a book show and they didn't ask me for walk up music, I was like, the fuck, what, what kind of amateur hour is this? Where's my, from where's my, my the green room? Where's my, <laughs> where's my DJ at? Uh, that's right. Um, DJ Trip. Uh, no, but so. Like, we all picked music out. I, I thought really hard about it. The dude in front of me. So, like, the, the, the dude, the host does a great job, brings up the guy before me. He goes up. And, again, I'm, I'm not mentioning his name. This dude does five to, does, blows past the light, does easy, easily ten minutes yeah. of straight up recycled Bernie Mac material. Like, just, he just does... Five minutes. You exactly. You know exactly what comic you're talking about. No, no, but I know cover comics. Yeah, cover comics. Cover comedy. Mm -hmm. And at open mics, some motherfuckers have never been to like a real show, so they don't understand that that's like, like against the law in comedy. You know what I mean? Like it's a fucking sin. It's a huge sin. But the dude just straight up did like the like. You mean Bernie Matt destroyed? Man, yeah. (laughs) 
This dude straight up was like, because I'm blessed. I was like, what the fuck? How is nobody <laughs> calling him out? You know what's funny is he was stealing Bernie Mac material. And when you were talking about before you went on, it's like, oh, I'm from the army. I was thinking, I'm like, you went up there like Bernie Mac. Like, I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. I was looking, and Bernie then Mac. Dude stealing his material. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. <laughs> Bernie Mac is like top 10 for me. And so that's why I immediately was like, this dude is straight up doing Bernie Mac material. You son of a bitch. And I didn't want to be an asshole, but I wanted to be like, room full of black folks. None of you motherfuckers are going to call him out. Like, not a single person. He's going to be like, that's Bernie Mac. Boo this man. Boo. <laughs> but like, so he does this, absolutely destroys. And then the following happens. The host gets up there. She's like, all right, give it up. Right? Huge thing. And she's like, all right, our next comic comes to the stage. This is the second time on stage. I'm sorry. I forgot his name. What's your name, honey? <laughs> <laughs> And I go, and I'm like, oh, Patrick, pa Patrick, Patrick Cunningham. She's like, she's like, all right, give it up for Peter Cunningham. <laughs> I walk up, and I'm waiting for my music. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. So I walk up to an awkward handoff, and she and then, and, and on my way, I'm on the way up little steps. She's on her way down little steps. She goes exactly like this verbatim. I shit you not. She goes. You have maybe four minutes. <laughs> exactly like that. Wow. And so I get up there. There's no music. You can hear like that, like clinking. All you hear is silence and like the clinking of glasses. And like you can hear the TV on in the background. And I got up there and was just like, uh, yeah, my, because I'm brand new. I'm like, ah, my family's weird. <laughs> right? Yes, yes, and we were family met. Just, just bombed my ass off. I got maybe two minutes in. I'm sorry, I'm yelling. Uh, I got like maybe two minutes in and was just like, uh, you know what? I'm just going to go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to go. And I walked off stage and I seriously, I was just like, I, I grabbed my girlfriend. I was like, I will, let's, let's get the fuck out of here. I don't want to do this. And fortunately, I will give credit where credit is due. The few people that were doing that had been doing it for a few more months than me. The scene was brand new at this time. Followed me outside because they had watched the just series of unfortunate <laughs> events unravel. And they followed me outside and seriously were like, look, all right, you know how we said that? Like, because they were the ones that gave me that advice. It's never the audience. It's you. It wasn't you. Like, they just like, because I'm telling you in that two minutes, like other things that you mentioned, I got heckled. Uh, like it was like a comedy obstacle course. Oh it was the comedy Kobayashi Maru, like which if if, if I don't know if you guys watch Star no, Trek, no. it's a Star Trek reference. Okay. It is an Sounds unwinnable. Yeah. It's the unwinnable. <laughs> it's the unwinnable scenario. The only person's ever beaten it is James T. Kirk, and it's because he fucking cheated and used Burning Mac's jokes. <laughs> and <laughs> used Burning Mac's jokes. Shout out to Burning Mac. All right, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna stop talking. Go ahead, Alfred. Oh, I've I've. Pretty much anywhere I go, I've bombed more than everyone else in the room combined. I'm a volume bomber, you know, B-52 of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Let me be honest with you. You know, the urban rooms, mixed rooms, yacht clubs, marinas, golf courses, the clubs. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter, you know, just because I knew. I, I started comedy. I'm 39. Started comedy stand-up like, basically at like. 30, well, from 30 to 32 was weird because in Alabama, there wasn't a lot of rooms until it ticked up. That's why I just count eight years, you know, until you're able to hit it week in and week out. You're weekly doing it. Yeah. But I knew guys in Atlanta. I knew guys in L.A. They're doing five easy, 
10, 15, 20 mics a week. And so I knew even though where I was at, I, I sometimes I'd have to drive a thousand miles a week to hit five mics a week. Shit, oh, right? And but I mean, it was about that volume, and it was about that volume. Anywhere that there was a hot mic, <laughs> chicken and waffle restaurant, it reminds me of the story that you just told. Yeah. You know, um, you know, dive bars, clubs, rap shows, you know, uh, open mics with nothing but acoustic guitars. Now, now for the comedy portion. Oh my god, it I doesn't got, matter. I got like two of those. In but uh, I think I think my 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 biggest one was actually like my most glorious one. I absolutely loved it. But I did get. Booed and Sandman off stage in a barber shop in Birmingham, Alabama, about <laughs> six years ago. <laughs> now that was fantastic. I mean, you know, fifteen minutes set, got to about seven minutes in. You know, and the uh, the three rows of women in front of me, they loved me when I got on stage, and I was just telling stories about Mardi Gras. But I was like, now let me go into my metric system jokes. You know, I mean, they're dick jokes. I knew yeah. if I got to the end, they would have liked it. Ah, that's how you get all the ladies, right? <laughs> but uh, but soon as I start dropping centimeters and kilometers, and, oh no, they weren't having it. They were like, let's get this nerd off stage. I'm like, I'm, I'm 35 years old. I'm 34. I'm like, what you, I can't, I can't yeah. be called a nerd anymore. <laughs> you know, but he had paid me in advance. That's why I was so glorious. And it was an open bar. So you whisked me on stage just eight minutes earlier so I can walk over to this table full of free alcohol. And there were blunts, blunts in the air. I'm like, this, this is fantastic. <laughs> and all of these women know that I got $100 in my pocket right now. What's up? <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it just, it happens. It it happens. And, you know, the best part about it is, like, like you say, whether it's uh, you do it two, three times in one week and you're like, what was that? Or if you go like a year, you you know that every time you bomb, you know, you're not going to bomb that much more because you went through it. So you just yeah. keep punching. You just keep punching. You know. Yeah, it's a good experience. <laughs> yeah. I haven't had full on bombs yet, but I haven't done enough shows either. So they're yeah, coming. Man, once you hit that volume, <laughs> just, hey, it, it, my one piece of advice when, when, when you get that real bad bomb, you'll know it. Don't just make, give me your word. Here's a comedy trope <laughs> that if I could give you one piece of advice. Uh, all right. You are not famous enough to quit comedy. Yeah. Yeah. Cause nobody knows just, I'm doing it. If you don't want to, <laughs> what? that's the other thing. It's not even that it's, and that wasn't like an insult at all. Yeah. It's just not. like, none of us are. You can't really quit a thing when it's not your major source of income. Right. Just, if you feel like not doing it for a while, then just don't do it. But don't make a big-ass proclamation, ridiculous proclamation, because it has become... It, it, I'm telling you, if you haven't seen it already, just befriend enough comics online. By the way, almost always dude comics, by the way. I'm trying to stop. I don't I don't want to know a bunch of comics. I did that shit when I did music. I was like, oh, tons of rappers, tons of fucking, you know, whatever, whatever. Just... Oh man! You yeah, they're sad. not like Pokemon. You don't have to catch them all. Right? <laughs> you don't have to catch them all. <laughs> right. No, it's just the ones that you 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 work well with, the people that you know well, and if you're doing if you're doing a good job, people will follow you on social media. They'll find you. So you know you don't really have to worry about anything except for what you do on stage. And it's like, I mean, the bombers feel good. I mean, I keep saying it feels good. I'm sorry. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Well, and that was early on, you know. Those, year. Those I can't first, wait for my next bomb. Those yeah. first two <laughs> to three years, and that's just another thing, you know. It, there's, there's, 
you feel it. You hit different gears every year that you're inside of it. But for those first couple years, if it, if it, if you eat shit, just get a spoon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. You know. I, I mean, they give the, they say that you don't really find your voice in comedy until you're somewhere between. They say ten years, but five to ten years in, depending on the intensity you do it. I think like I literally found my voice maybe like halfway through last year, and I had recorded a fucking album already. But what like, is, I, what does that mean? Finding your voice. Finding your voice, man. Uh, you know, your style, kind of. Yeah, it's not even that because I mean, at that point, I mean th- that too. Okay. But yeah, like I, I think, regardless of how real you're trying to be, mm-hmm. we are all playing a role on stage. It's all, even if you're yourself, you're an exaggerated version of yourself. Right. Like right now, like as you can tell, I am a very like loud, gregarious person. Okay. Your comedian Patrick right now. Yes. Not, not civilian Patrick. No, 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 no. See, this is civilian Patrick. Oh, this is which, civilian Patrick? Yeah. Okay, okay. I, but when I am on stage, I am like extra yelly and like extra contrary, but like not like edgelordy or anything like that. We'll find I'm just, out tonight. Yeah, you'll find out tonight. You'll get to see me tonight. Yep. Uh, but yeah, man. Oh, or, thing I forget, this gives me the opportunity. Uh, thing I forgot to mention earlier, I actually have an album out. That is available on Spotify, iTunes, and Google, and all that streamable stuff. And it's called Prehistoric, like prehistoric with oh, hipster in the middle. Yeah, I see what you yeah. did there. Yeah. I see. What Picking up what you laying down. <laughs> yeah. That was that, uh, Patrick at uh, Patrick at uh, five years into comedy thought that was hilarious. Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, there I you tried go. to name an album "All Downhill from Here" instead of "All Downhill from Here." Wow! When I was doing when I was doing music, because my rap name was Don Hill. Okay, <laughs> so I was I like, like "All Don Hill from Here." <laughs> to be fair, that it was the better option. That album was almost named. I'm not kidding. It was going to be, it would asterisk in Ray Romano's voice, Deborah. <laughs> so glad, that, I'm glad. So that way, but it, since it has the asterisk. I decided because if I ever won an award for it, which I clearly would not have, uh, but if I had someone announcing it, would be, they couldn't read the whole thing. It gives instructions. So they'd be like, all right, we've got funny jams from funny man, blah, blah, blah. Mara! And then <laughs> that was, that That's was the funny, plan. Though. Oh yeah. I have, uh, it's so stupid. <laughs> I dropped one last year as well. And actually it was like a, uh, two-year-old recording, mm-hmm. uh, did multiple attempts. This was the best one. And uh, initially, they rejected it. <clears throat> and so I had to wait. I, I, I literally forgot about it. Got so busy with everything else. I literally forgot that. I was like, oh, yeah, CD Baby and TuneCore, all these people, they rejected my album. And uh, so I pulled it up so I could get a refund. I'm like, hell, you know, that costs money to to be doing submissions and whatnot. Uh, uh I just I just uh submitted it again. And so I got accepted. So if you want to hear my lo-fi, you know, you've heard lo-fi hip hop. This is lo-fi comedy. <laughs> okay. That's what my album is, but it's uh it's called Southern Pariah. That's right. a much better title be, than my title. You're gonna have to spell pariah because you know, probably people don't know how to spell that. Not P. me or anything. It's like yeah. totally Mariah. Pariah. It's like Mariah, <laughs> but can <laughs> <laughs> I mean, don't put it, me on the spot like that asshole <laughs> to be honest with you if they really want to listen to it they'll google it um true that there you go all right so do you guys like chicken wings i, I love them yes i'm not gonna look at you too hard because you're black and that's gonna be, come off as racist but nobody knows that but i said it so now they, they know. know now 
Whoops. You made it racist. <laughs> <laughs> Lemon pepper chicken wings brought me back from vegetarianism. Yes. Lemon pepper is my shit too. Lemon pepper is amazing. Love. Okay. Yo. Oh, lemon pepper. You, you are the first interview that's been lemon pepper. Thank you so much. Yo, look, I'm a Staten Island boy. I'm a fucking traitor. To, fuck Buffalo Wings. <laughs> fucking <laughs> lemon pepper is where it's at. I'm, I, I, I love Atlanta, but what? what do you got? Uh, the rent's cheaper than New York, and they got lemon pepper wings. And sure, they got it up, up north now, but like, it's not the same. It's not the same. No. No. Chicken wings are a cult in Atlanta. Yes. They're a cult into themselves. <laughs> there's, Actually, there's more chicken wing places than churches, <laughs> even in black communities. Seriously, <laughs> though, what's funny is you mentioned that, but it, he talks about it a lot. But our headliner this evening, Dedrick Flynn, he is he is about some wings. He is, I mean, <laughs> he is fucking about some wings. He talks about wings constantly. You, you, Constantly, like, like he, I have seen this man argue people down about wings. He is serious about wings. It's, it, it, yeah, just talk to him about wings. Like, seriously, start a conversation with him about wings. You're there for 20 minutes. <laughs> Harry, drums or flats? Oh, all drummies. Yes, sir. I don't know. I kind of put the whole thing in my mouth and just pull out bones. So it's just meat. <laughs> it's 550. Are you good? Oh yeah, we're good. Okay, I was just checking. All right, uh, I think I, I might got not one. Ask the real deep questions. He's got some silly questions. Here we go. Ooh. All right, this this segment is called super po- <clears throat> excuse me superpowers with a catch. I'm going to name a few of them. You're just going to choose one and okay. why. All right, so the first one we got here is you can hear people's thoughts, but only in the voice of Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can run super fast like like the Flash, mm-hmm. but you have no arm. <laughs> All right, we got. Uh, you have superhuman strength, but only when you're drunk. I, I mean, that's I, I already have that. So like, <laughs> you know. yeah, that's all. And then we got. Uh, you can grow or shrink to any size, but your feet remain the same size. There we go. Is your options, boys? <laughs> now, can I can I turn the telepathy on and off, or is it just? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. On. yeah it's a choice. <laughs> yeah, oh made, yeah, we made it a choice. I mean, I hate the GPS person's voice all the time. It doesn't matter what voice it is. So, and honestly, I love Gilbert Godfrey. So, like, there we're yeah, yeah, no, clearly, yeah, it's it's Gilbert, Gilbert. Yeah, yeah, I would take it only if it also um, included animals. Oh, that would be amazing <laughs> to hear your dog talking and. This ass, sound, this ass smells fantastic. <laughs> the first person to be able to do a Godfrey. Godfrey is precious. Yeah, you're only the second one that's attempted it. I'm the first, and I did not do good. <laughs> I should you not actually what's funny is because I'm not like a huge impressionist. I have like five impressions I do. One I do extremely well, and that is that is uh I have been told I do a better iced tea impression than iced tea. And uh he does an impression actually, of you, yeah. Man, <laughs> to the point where I, I, so the last time I went out on like more than a, I don't call it a tour unless it's more than five days, and if it's more, the last time I went on a, out on a tour, I was going through a divorce, so I didn't have money to renew my merch, and so what I did was to go up. I was like, I, I incorporated an iced tea bit in all of my sets and I was, and, and it crushed. And I would go, you know, if you enjoyed uh, my iced tea sets after this show, uh, if you would like for me to record your ways instructions in the voice of iced tea, <laughs> pay me whatever you want. And I made a fucking killing. That is genius. Dude. I had people pay me a dollar, but then I had one dude pay me a hundred dollars. 
I was like, I'm going to take deep care. Let me go to a quiet room for this one. <laughs> you get the sound <laughs> treatment. This motherfucker. Five O, do a ghost. <laughs> Make a left right now. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> wow, that is impressive. In one point five miles, make a right. <laughs> I'd make a hilarious GPS. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you guys have ways, I'll fucking do it for you. Yeah, it's great. I don't have ways. I'm still thinking about that feet thing too. It's kind of like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, yeah, I sorry. did, I did. I was totally with the telepathy, but oh, the yeah, feet yeah, thing yeah. is like, man, how tall could I get before yeah. I topple <laughs> over my lower over. feet? <laughs> Imagine being like, an ant man. You, <laughs> you can't lift your feet. And then it'd be kind of embarrassing, you know. Like, let's say if I wanted to be like seven five and walk around like, hey girl, but I got these little bitty feet. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like you're walking on high heels, kind of. Yeah, because like, at first I thought that you know if I make myself like, because I'm not tall, I'm only like five eight max you know in boots but but if i could go down to like five one and be like yeah but yeah look at these size 11s girls you know i mean it, it, it just look kind of weird man <laughs> and i don't know about the feet thing you know it'd be easy to like crawl under your house or something but then you have yeah. to lift your feet can your little legs pick up <laughs> <your baby's feet? laughs> all right no Let's get you guys out of here. I'm a superhero thing I've ever been asked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a great question. Thank you. All these have been good. All right. So the last thing, um, Patrick, might be. Are you in, are you involved with the comedy? Catherine? Oh yeah, it's, it's the oh. two of uh, the two of us and Caroline Exum. Who again? That's why we were talking outside. I was like, oh, I feel so bad. I didn't invite. So big shout out to Caroline Exum because she was the one who brought. Me to the table, and I brought Alfred in to, because I was like, okay, oh, I just got 140 emails. Hey, we need to. I need help. Yeah, I'm really good with promotions and the logistics, and I can make a swanky commercial. Nice. Yeah, he's, he's a filmmaker. He's fucking oh, really? he I've been wanting to get into acting, so like, let's, let's link. Okay. <laughs> I'm a truck driver. I don't have time to really act, but <laughs> once I stop hating my life and quit my career, I'll, I'll have some free time. <laughs> so uh, what can we expect from the Corner Comedy Cafe, right? Triple C. Yeah. Comedy Corner Cafe. Comedy Corner Cafe. Well, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you, actually. I'll, I'll tell you. I can announce this now because it's going to get announced at the show tonight, and this isn't going to come out till after that. So I'll just say it right here on the podcast. Uh, here's your next two. Here's your next few weeks. Uh, we we go live on the 26th with headliner Mark Viola. Um, okay. He's originally out of Orlando, Florida. You have seen him on uh, DC's Doom Patrol. Uh, he's been on Vice. Uh, he's been in all sorts of shit. He's he's a really good comic. He's on the road all the time. Um, very, very funny dude. Uh, the next night uh, is going to be the Clockwork com- Clockwork Comedy at the Corner Comedy Cafe, so Seat of the Fifth Power, and that's uh, going to be a comedy showcase, uh, five heavy, heavy hitters. I'm going to be uh, hosting that show. Alfred's on that show, along with uh, Dual Aldridge from Florence, Alabama, Olivia Searcy from uh, Pensacola, Leah Holcomb also from Pensacola, uh, and Wiley Ferrer, also from Pensacola. We got some Pensacola comics. That's going to be a great time. All of them are hilarious. It's going to be a good show. And then um, this is a cool one, so I hope other comics listen to this. But uh, And if you're not, come out anyway. It'll be a good time. October 31st, Halloween. We're kicking off uh, our first open mic at the club. Uh, and it's going to be an open mic Halloween party. Mm-hmm. So come in costume or don't. I'm so mad because I'm not going to be in town on the Man, that's going to be no, fucking man. lit. I'm like, Fuck, I'm going to be on the road. <laughs> it's going to be a super, like, if you're going to have a fucking first Unless open mic. Unless you're feeling mic, sick that day. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think you can drive to fucking Sheboygan or wherever you drive. Like, I, I, I do I go to Sheboygan a lot. Wow. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I go to Green Bay, Wisconsin. That's, that's a weird. That's a weird. <laughs> we're, we're, I've been watching you. Um, okay. But <laughs> like, yeah, no, we've got that. Oh, we've got that thirty first. And then on the first, uh, we've got an improv troupe coming in out of Atlanta. Uh, and then we've got, um, and then this is the big one, mm-hmm. uh, the second and third, both nights, uh, at least one show per night, depending on ticket sales. We may expand to two shows a day. Uh, we've got comedy legend Mo Alexander for a weekend, which if you're not familiar with Mo Alexander, Mo Alexander is a, he's originally out of Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, he, wait, he lives in Memphis, Tennessee still. He's, he's, he's an institution. Mm-hmm. He is the first comic to ever work. He's on stand-up records. He just recorded his new album. He is the first person to ever record a comedy album at Sun Studios. Uh, he has toured with Keenan Ivory Wayans. Uh, he has done Comedy Central, uh, Heart of the City. He's worked with Kevin Hart. The dude is, and and this is not just promoter talk. He is a transcendent comedy experience. Like oh, he's like one of those comics that you watch, and then you have that weird reaction where you go, "Fuck, I'm bad at comedy." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he's a big dude. The dude is. I mean, he's he's got to be got to be pushing four hundred. He and that's not like me shaming him. He's just he's a big dude with. Big comedy, and he's fucking amazing. The dude is great. So come to that show, and, and that's get gonna your be tickets. November. That no, that's yeah, November second and third. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh the calendar. The website should be up soon. Calendar will be up on that. But yeah, that the, that's uh what we've got planned for up from now till the first two weeks of November, and then I uh, keep paying attention to uh, the Corner Comedy Cafe social media and our inevitable website that I am. Almost certain is being developed, but I am not in charge of that. So <laughs> pretty sure. Find out one of these days. Hell yeah! All right, so we're a little pressed for time, um, but I wanted to get them in here so we can put this out and let you guys know what's coming to Macon, so you can get the fuck excited for it. Because our little bitty fucking shithole town—I mean, uh, our beautiful town—amazing <laughs> Macon, amazing Macon. Yeah, I can tell just by this little interview right here, this, this short time, you guys are hilarious. Thanks, and we definitely want you guys back on at some point if you ever with some more time. Absolutely, chance, yeah. yeah. And also, not to tell you what to do while we're on here, but yeah, get Caroline Exum in here too because she's yeah. we're, we're we're a trio, and out of the three of us, okay. like she she's the one who honestly made this all happen. So, but and she's her story is amazing. She's lived in England, like she's incredible. So yeah, I'd get her in here and just have a one on one. She's a making local. She lives right here. Nope. Yeah. That's and I great. love the title of the podcast, by the way, too. Babbling oh, and Dabbling. Oh, yeah. So good. That is good. That so is good. Really good. It, it started off as Dabbling and Babbling, but there's a fucking YouTube channel called that. So. Boom! <laughs> so fuck them. Fuck those guys. Five Everyone subscribers. go shame them. A fight to the death. <laughs> right. Fight to the death. I think we'll win. We got two. It's probably just like one nerd in his mom's basement. Are you guys? Are, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we <laughs> We've only got one nerd in his mom's basement. I live probably on one of those guys. It's like breaking down episodes of The Office. Like, the, 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 have you it, like breaking down stuff like? Uh, I don't know uh, if you noticed, but Toby might be the Scranton Strangler. <laughs> Which, by the way, Toby totally is the Scranton Strangler, oh, yeah. right? Like he I is. I don't like The Office that much. Oh man, I love so The I'm Office. Just like, the end, it was one just, of the best not... endings I've ever seen on a show. Wait, hold on. Too. Watch this. Wait, wait. You don't like the Beatles, right? Not really. <laughs> <laughs> 
Parks, saw that coming. Parks and Rec is my thing over office. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Right. Now Parks and Rec is good. Parks and Rec is wonderful. Ooh. I, I always felt like there had to be a. You had to pick your side on those two. No, no, my man. Side is Parks you know and what? Rec. I was I was Team <laughs> Office all the way. Then I saw fucking Parks and Rec, and honestly, I love them both. Well, Parks and Rec is I I can admit it's a rip off of The Office. They just. It's a little different. But it's, it, they, it's they put a twist different. on it, but it's like, you know, they had like the cut to I'm sure it was know, inspired. Individual, oh, yeah. absolutely. Well, a lot, of, a lot of the writing team is actually from, uh, I don't like, know if you're aware of this, but one of the writers, uh, one of the head writers on The Office is the dude that plays Mo. Oh, two of them. Mo. Yeah, yeah actually, the girl. Yeah, Mindy the, uh, Kaling. <laughs> yeah. Mindy Kaling and uh, Moe's, the dude who plays Moe's. Yeah. And then Moe, yeah, and both of them moved over and wrote Parks and Rec. The only difference is, a uh, dude who played Moe's actually had on screen time on Parks and Rec and Mindy yeah. Kaling, who is an amazing actor too, just somehow stayed off stage and just <laughs> off screen, just never did anything. I think Aubrey Plaza is what draws me to Parks and Rec. Because Man, I love so... her. I just think that if you've seen one boy band, you've seen them all. You know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. 98 degree, degrees can't hold in sync's jock. All right. <laughs> <laughs> dude. He, 98 Degrees doesn't even get brought up. It's always Backstreet Boys or NSYNC. 98 Degrees is just like a back... That's back what I'm saying. Thought, you know? <laughs> I forgot that until you said them. That 98 I Degrees. I only remember that because it wasn't Nick Lachey, right? Wasn't that the dude? The one that was she married to Jessica yes. Simpson? So. <laughs> <laughs> I thought Nick Lachey was from NSYNC or Backstreet Boys. No, no, no. He was in 98 Degrees, son. All white people look the same. I... So. I, I <laughs> <laughs> You are right, and women be shopping. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. Um, that was fun. You guys got to get to going, I believe. All right. So we will do a more in-depth interview with both of you guys, maybe individually, maybe you guys come back together, maybe even get Caroline in. Well, I have a guest. You yeah. know, a lot of people are going to be coming through. Uh, we're already what, got a lineup for maybe the next Three months developing right pretty, now. Pretty, pretty much the only reason I didn't, because that would have just taken way too much time, and yeah. not all of it set in stone. Because frankly, mm-hmm. we need to get things signed off by the club. But like, right? But yeah, we we tentatively pretty much had like through mm-hmm. through January booked. Fuck. Yeah. No, don't. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. We have a framework. Yeah, and I'm just and there. Yeah. As far as you guys aren't gonna book me because I just realized when I submitted my fucking shit through the email, I didn't like give any links or anything. I was just like, "Hey, my name's so and so, and this is when I'm available." And I'm like, "Why am I fucking retard?" Well, the great thing, <laughs> the great thing about it is, you know, just working with, uh, just working with the scene. You know, like he came, we met in Huntsville on the showcase, and that's another thing. The Clockwork Comedy Showcase guys come out there and see it. That's when you're gonna get to meet people that are touring and the people that are established now on areas. In volume, and that's exactly how me and Patrick met on the mm-hmm. show like that. Yeah, you know, but I got to see my scene grow over the last decade. He got to see his scene grow over the last decade. We've both got to see, you know, just people coming together underground all across America. People blowing up. We yeah, watch people blow, blow up. up. Exactly. So uh, I did it, a weird show in Auburn, Alabama, on a showcase like that with Dusty Slay. Yeah, and Dusty Slay is. He's, he's freaking huge right now. Trey Crowder did clock my my old show Clockwork back in the day. Yeah. And that dude's the liberal redneck now. Like he's fucking killing it. <laughs> Dulce Sloan from The Daily Show. She's uh she's an Atlanta person and then is a great comic. And they were all one of us once, man. It's nice yeah. watching people blow up. And that's why you come to shows like Clockwork and showcases and things like that, and you pay attention to the features, you don't just come for the headliners. And actually, by the way, what you were talking about getting stage time, yeah, dude, just, I'm going to tell you and on here, 
every comic around here and anyone who wants to do it needs to come to the mic if they can or come to the next mic or yeah. come to the next mic because we're going to go to those mics and we're going to, we promise I will give my word on here. We're going to pay attention because I don't want to watch everyone's video. I'm going to be performing. Yeah. So. <laughs> we're going to be performing and paying attention. I still need yeah, stage if time. Some, if we're standing there and watching people fucking blow, blow us away. Right. Yeah, you, you, you're going to get hosting spots and fucking, yeah, it, all sorts of shit. So, yeah, come come out to those and, yeah, we'll, we'll get you up. Talk your shit, Sway. Wrong show, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm shutting up now. <laughs> so, you heard it, man. Comedy is coming to little old Macon, Georgia. If you have the availability, definitely come out. Um, I'm not going to tell you about tonight, but come on out to the, god damn it, I, I want, is it, it's Corner Comedy Cafe. or is You it, got it. Mm-hmm. That's what I said the first time. You told me I was wrong. You said it was Comedy Corner Cafe. Did it really? Well, then I said it wrong. Well, then you reprimanded me for no reason. Ah, I do that. Now you owe me stage time. I used to be. (laughs) We don't do tit for tat, sir. That's unethical. All right, off air. We'll figure it out then. (laughs) Anyway, that's it. Uh, Starting on October 26th is the first night. Corner Comedy Cafe. It's on. What the fuck street is it on? It's on Cherry and 2nd. Cherry and 2nd Street, downtown Macon. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be. A fucking wonderful time. Uh, if this podcast gives you any idea of what is going to be going on there, and you enjoyed this, you will enjoy that too. Come on out. Support the local comedy scene. Bitch, we tired of being broke. I'm tired of driving trucks. Appreciate you guys trucks. coming out again. It was, it was fun. <laughs> Dude, absolutely. Thanks for having us. Yeah, Thanks yeah. So. I appreciate you guys for coming mm-hmm. in. Uh, on the spot, Alfred Ed- uh, edition here. <laughs> As always, this is Babbling and Dabbling. We are signing off. Until next time, I love you. Thanks for listening. Peace. Bye.